Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first ever episode of Kimmel and Cox, your source for all things entertainment. I'm Kim Cox, actor, singer, uh, occasional uh, writer and producer. I'm joined by my esteemed colleague and friend, uh, writer, director, and occasional actor, Mr. Dylan Kimmel. Wow. We are here. Yeah. We're, we're doing this. How, how long have we been talking about doing a podcast now? It has been almost like maybe, maybe two years. Maybe more than that. Maybe seems more. like it's been a while. It's a few years at least. Yeah, I think those uh, seeds were were planted a little while ago, but now we're here. We're finally doing it. I'm excited. Let's do this. Let's go. Yeah. So um, we're going to be talking about uh, all kinds of things on here uh, within the entertainment world. We're going to be talking about movies and TV and pop culture and. Just about anything you can think of uh, in entertainment, there's going to be something for everybody, and uh, we are really looking forward to having you all join us uh, on this uh, part of our journey, and uh, there's going to be lots of great things coming, and so we hope you'll uh, join us here each week, uh, every Thursday, new episodes uh, every Thursday, and um, we don't have a permanent uh, location uh, as of yet uh, so if you uh, if you see uh, the the background uh, changing from week to week uh, then that's why uh, because we don't have a permanent uh, studio space if you will uh, but we are working on that and uh, and Maybe you guys can even uh, help us uh, with that a little bit, and we'll we'll talk about that uh, a little bit more uh, later. But uh, but for this episode, uh, I thought we would actually uh, start out just by talking a little bit about uh, ourselves and um, the things that you know we have worked on in the entertainment industry so far. A little bit about our careers, and uh, so so Dylan, let's let's start with you. Uh, you know, tell uh, tell all of our viewers and listeners, uh, you know, a, a little bit about yourself and you know what what made you want to become a filmmaker and uh, you know just tell us a little bit about your journey and uh, some of the projects that that you've worked on and things. Well, I, I'd say that I wanted to be a filmmaker since I was very very young. Um, maybe I didn't even know what a filmmaker was when I was that little, but I knew I wanted to do wanted to tell stories and what better way than a visual media um and i will say that uh, i remember actually getting asked this question uh while we were filming a, a a short film it was the last one that we did actually we were sitting around at the table at my grandmother's uh, table oh right yeah and um and uh it was brandon right uh brandon yeah brandon austin yeah, yeah. um and he he had asked us, you know, why, what made us actually get into that. And I don't think I had a very definitive answer of, you know, who it was. Like, I think uh, most people would probably expect someone like uh, some sort of cinephile to actually say, um, you know, like uh, Alfred Hitchcock or uh, or uh, Stanley Kubrick, you know, someone that, or Martin Scorsese, you know, those very artsy uh, filmmakers. And 
they always stick to like that one particular genre and to tell you the truth I never really grew up watching any of their films but there was one person there was one director who even sometimes collaborated with another director and I'm sure you're familiar with that director as well um but um so it was one of these two filmmakers so the main one being Steven Spielberg oh yeah Ste- yes. Steven Spielberg he, he, he's a master at changing whichever genre he, he can go wherever he pleases and uh, that's something I aspire to do I think you've noticed that with some of the films that we've done together um, well, and, and, he, and he started so young too I mean you know he was he was only like uh, in his 20s I think maybe early to mid 20s when he made Jaws and that mm-hmm. was like and that was only his uh, I think I think that was only maybe like his third yeah. film ever. Yeah, because his first movie was Duel. Right. Um, he did a he did another one a couple of years later uh, was with, with Goldie Hawn. Was that uh, called uh, the Sugarland Express? Yeah. Sugarland Express. And then and then yeah. so he went from that and then and then Jaws was like epic. You know that was yeah. like the first ever big summer blockbuster movie. And from then on, I mean, he wrote his name in in, in history and. and like, yeah, he he's one of the, he's one of my I'd say because I didn't have an answer for him then that's my answer now it's Steven Spielberg and I don't know why because maybe I was still searching for that artsy director I mean he's but the truth of the matter is is that you don't have to be an artsy director to make a stamp on it you know right. I mean maybe people would consider him an artsy director but I don't he, he's not. Yeah. I mean, yes, he is art. He can be, yeah. 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 I think... Uh, but when, when I'm thinking of artsy director, I'm thinking of someone that's going for the Oscar, and I don't think he really necessarily goes for the Oscar. No. You know, maybe uh, maybe, maybe more so now than he did then. I, I, don't, I don't think he ever thought that those early films, you know, would, would have the impact uh, that they did at that time. Uh, but it's like now he... Um, you know, he he knows how to make a blockbuster film, and you know you can almost guarantee that just about anything that he puts his name on, it's it's going to be major. It's going to be a hit. Yeah. So I'd say I'd say that would be the start of where my, uh, you know, my filming bug uh, came from was that, and then I'd gather around my cousins and be like, okay, okay, this is. Uh, this is where you are. This is the character you're playing. I would, like, I remember, like, I was the nerdy cousin, but somehow I was able to get all my cousins together. Like, you you know how uh, you have the jock kind of cousin, yeah. or, you know, you have the one cousin that kind of, you know, is kind of, looks like he'd sell drugs or something. <laughs> um but I was the nerd one. And the, the funniest thing is the nerd cousin, I don't recall the nerd cousin actually, maybe it's the, maybe it's just how it's painted in like films and stuff like that. But the nerd cousin's usually like the black sheep or whatever. But I remember all my cousins being like, hey, Dylan, come over. And the funniest thing is like, I say, okay, okay, here's the story. Here's what we're doing. I came up with so many ideas like that. Um, and they were off the, the walls and stuff. I feel like a child's imagination is like where the best stories come from too. Cause I still hold on to those ideas. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I'd say that's, that's where I got started. And then, uh, and I feel like when we 
because I it, it's always been there. But once we met, we met in like 2015, right? Yeah, and um, I mean, I feel like maybe that was probably not the most ethical way of filming anything, was it? Because uh, you basically were auditioning the day of filming. Well, yeah, you because uh, you. I know you were kind of struggling to find uh, your two actors. Uh, you, you know, you were scrambling because this was a a project uh, for one of your film classes, and you know you were kind of panicking because you know the deadline was approaching. You still didn't have your two lead actors, and you reached out to uh, local. Uh, you know, model and talent agency, which is how you found me and Adam, uh, because, uh, you know, they sent out an email, uh, to both of us and, uh, and really we, we didn't have to audition. It was just like, uh, you know, Janie, uh, who was the, uh, head of the agency just emailed the two of us, you know, thinking that we would be perfect, you know, for those roles and, and recommended us to you. And yeah, it was literally like, I think we got, the script uh, like the day before or a couple days before we were supposed to shoot. And there was no dialogue. And there was. There was absolutely no dialogue. It was uh, <laughs> totally unique uh, in that we had to communicate, try to communicate what was going on uh, without being able to say anything. That might have been a very uh, good acting exercise. I never it really, really was. I, I certainly had never done anything like that uh, before, but it, it turned out to be really effective and... and uh, I remember you saying when because I didn't get to actually go to the official uh, premiere. Uh, uh, Adam, I, yeah. Adam did. Um, I remember him coming over uh, afterwards, and I don't even think he expected it to be any good. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean that. I mean, I still. I, I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, I'm 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 proud of it still, but you know, each time I look at any, I I, I guess that's what every director does is kind of nitpick at. Oh, I could have done something better with oh, that. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, my one nitpick at it is the audio, there not being any dialogue, which I kind of redeemed later on. Um, actually, but, I tried to redeem it like. Twice, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. we've yeah we've remade it, uh, and the and the film uh, that we're talking about is it's called The Deed. Uh, but yeah, we've we've literally remade it twice now. And and, and the third one, I'm I'm really proud of the third one, even though yeah. Adam wasn't involved in it. I've you took over his role, mm-hmm. and it was it was different. It was interesting to see because uh, you know obviously the first one didn't have any dialogue, so we really didn't get. A good sense of you know what each character was like yeah uh so but that but that was interesting for me too to play the other side of it and to play the hitman and to do my take on what i thought that Inter- character was going to be and, the uh, interesting thing is is that i actually did um i came up with one of the solutions you know how uh, when we were writing incentive to, when i was writing incentive to kill how everyone was saying this scene it doesn't fit anymore in that and I, I was like struggling. I was like, "But we need it." It's you know, we didn't need it. No, we didn't. Mm-hmm. But I figured out how to make it work. Exactly how we filmed it that day. That's exactly what should have happened in the film. Is like it really? You know, I don't want to spoil anything because we actually did. It's being processed in the film festival right now, and I feel like 
I'm very hopeful. I'm crossing my fingers. I mean, there's no guarantee. It's still being processed, but yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I'd, I'd say that that was probably the, just that, that first short film was like the start of pretty good, uh, collaboration and friendship between everybody. And it definitely was. You know, we've, uh, we've worked together on, uh, I guess a total of five projects now. Uh, trying to think. Well, no, six actually, uh, counting, counting the two uh, projects that uh, didn't work out, uh, that, you know, didn't actually uh, go into production, which mm-hmm. we, could, we could devote a whole podcast just to, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to projects that didn't make it uh, off I the mean, ground. I mean, but we, sure but we, we had can... But we had four, yeah. four films that were successfully uh, made, and yeah. uh, we and haven't done a three, feature. Three of which I think were, were pretty good. You've done a feature. I've not done a feature yet. Yeah. But that's because I felt like I was not ready yet, and uh, and truthfully, I feel like now I've I've learned a whole lot through the process of uh, you know you know you learn by failing. Yeah. So um, and I I have failed a lot, especially with that feature, and um, it was I'm I'm, I'm I feel like I might have angered a few people during that, but... I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know... But maybe that's just my perception on Yeah, it. I mean, I think sometimes, you know, we're... Harder, we're, harder on ourselves. Right, yeah. We're, I'm always my own worst critic, and so, uh, you know, sometimes when something like that happens, you feel like you failed, but I don't think anybody else necessarily looked at it that way. Um, you know, I think they were. I think they were excited about the project. I think they were excited, uh, you know, to work with us and everything, and, but they understand these things happen, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, you and I are of the same mind that... Even even happens in big-time Hollywood, too. Yeah, I mean, if we both are on the same page with that kind of thing where we feel like if, if we can't do it right, we're not going to do it. We're not going to attempt it. And just the money wasn't there. You know, you, you have to have, for especially for projects of that level and for being a feature... You know, with a lot of action and and things like that, you know, you have to have the financial backing. You have to have a budget. Uh, you know, it's you know, you you can do it. You know, without a budget, uh, if everybody's willing to do that to work hard. Certainly, there have been you know really good projects that have been made for you know little to no money at all. But everybody has to be on board with that. Everybody has to be willing to put in the work, knowing that they're not going to get any compensation for it. Uh, but, but again, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, talk about a little bit more in depth about some of the, you know, those projects that we've worked on together and, um, and, uh, it, it did lead to the formation of our, uh, our production company, uh, erroneous deeds, erroneous uh, deeds, you know, and, and by production company, I mean, me, Dylan, and whatever skeleton crew we can uh, <laughs> scare up to work right. on. I, like, yeah, pretty much every project that we've worked worked on, it's been like basically, you know, uh, the actors and uh, and a uh, you know a DP and you know maybe a sound uh, a, a sound and lighting operator, and mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, you know, and, but yeah. but considering and, and, that. And, and, and the the only two people that actually doesn't change is me and you, right? <laughs> We've been the constant, yeah. Because yeah. uh, usually we end up wearing a lot of hats. You know, it's, yeah. it's sometimes actor, writer, uh, producer, director, 
you know, it's kind of, you know, we're doing a little bit of everything and that, and that can be tough sometimes, you know, when you put all of that, you know, on yeah. yourself. Um, but, um, you know, I, I know, uh, you know, for, for my journey, um, you know, like you, you know, it goes way back, uh, to a very early age. Uh, I knew from the time I was about three years old, you know, I knew that I wanted to be an actor. Um, and for everybody that, you know, that movie or whatever it is that inspires, uh, people to go down that path, it's, it's different for everybody. Uh, mine may seem a little bit, um, Random uh, or odd, uh, but uh, but actually it, it goes back to the very first uh, movie that I can ever remember watching as a child. Again, I was probably about you know three or three and a half. Uh, was uh, the Love Bug? It mm. was the classic nineteen sixty nine Disney film. Uh, Dean Wait, Jones. Dean Jones. Yeah. Don Knotts was in a sequel. He, he was. He was yeah. in one of the Herbie sequels. Yeah. Uh, Herbie goes to Monte Carlo. That's, that's uh, right. But, uh, but yeah, the, I saw that for the first time uh, on uh, VHS. Uh, a, lot of our, a lot of our listeners probably won't even know what a VHS oh. is anymore. It's like yeah. it's such a, a lost... Any, anyone born from 2000 of, onward does not no, know what a VHS is. They don't understand is. that. They yeah. don't understand uh, video rental stores or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. R.I.P. Uh, Blockbuster. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I can remember that. I can remember... You know, going to the video store with my dad, and uh, and you know, seeing that you know, seeing the the cover you know of that movie, and and uh, with you know with the you know with Herbie driving on two wheels and everything, and I just thought you know this looks like it you know it's going to be it would be a really cool you know movie, and and from like the pretty much the instant that you know I popped it in, like I was hooked. You know, it's it had a little bit of everything, you know, it had comedy, it had action, it had drama, it had a little bit of romance, uh, you know, it, it had, um, it, you know, the special effects, you know, were revolutionary for its time. Uh, there were so many great visuals uh, in that movie. Uh, it had all these, like, elaborate uh, matte paintings that were used for backgrounds and stuff. Yeah. And, and so now looking back on it, it's like I loved it then as a kid. Yeah. But now, looking at it in a different way, it's like I appreciate all these other, you know, elements to it. Yeah. But uh, but for me, it was like, uh, you know, Dean Jones, and um, he was such a talented uh, actor, and and just his performance in that and everything. Like, uh, you know, I remember because you know when you're that small, you know, you don't really understand the concept of, of acting and everything. So you're thinking that you know what you're seeing. You know, you're thinking that all of that is like real or that they, you know these characters are like real people and so I remember uh, my parents kind of explaining to me that you know that this was all like pretend and that these people are actors they're playing characters and you know uh, and so that's like when the light bulb went off in my head and I thought well you know that would be like the best you know the best way to make a living you know what? What better way to, uh, you know, to to earn a living than to basically you're getting paid to, you're getting paid to to play pretend. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like being an actor. It's like in a sense, 
you don't have to grow up. You know, it's like you can you can be literally be anything you want to be. You know, it's like if you want to be a race car driver, you can play one. You know, in a yeah. movie, and, it, and it's so. So that started that kind of fueled the fire for me, and and uh, and from then on, uh, as a kid, you know, I was uh, I always had a really active imagination. You know, was always uh, you know playing out these imaginary scenes and stuff with with friends uh, growing up and and sort of creating our own little um you know fictional uh you know worlds and uh, i was always doing impressions and and you know you know making my friends and classmates you know laugh and stuff and uh actually i was much better at doing impressions then uh than i am now uh but uh it just pretty much performing at every opportunity you know doing talent shows and mm. and things like that um and uh, somewhere around i guess maybe i guess i was maybe 13 or so when i uh, developed an interest in singing too and uh and you know i would i would go in my room and and just crank up the music really loud and just sing along you know with with my favorite artists and uh and you know and i think my dad had a lot to do with that as well uh just you know because because he enjoyed singing and uh back then you know he you know he he always enjoyed country music and southern gospel and stuff which as a kid you know initially you know i i didn't really appreciate it you know and Mm. and, uh maybe that's just because you know you don't want to you don't want to find yourself liking the same things that your parents right. like because you know it's yeah. like oh it's not cool you know I couldn't stand country music but then I came to love it. And, I mean I have the same thing because my dad listens to bluegrass music, plays that banjo all the time, or he did. He doesn't have a banjo anymore, but like he'll be playing that. And you know um, my 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 little sister, my my half sister, she she finds it so annoying and everything like that. But yeah, I can relate to that because I can. I'll, I'll do the same. I'm like, you know what? That actually is pretty catchy, the, the little tune there. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, and then I guess it was, um, I was about 16 when I really started, uh, you know, I guess actively pursuing uh, acting. Uh, that was when I uh, got my uh, first role uh, in a play. Uh, which was a musical, actually. It was called Scrooge, the Stingiest Man in Town, uh, which, as you can guess, was a uh, was a sort of a, a retelling or, or uh, reimagining of a Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and then from then on, I, I did uh, you know I was in several other productions throughout you know high school and college, like uh, Clue the Musical and Arsenic and Old Lace and. Um, Oh, I would have loved uh, the arsenic and old lace. Yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, I played uh, Doctor Einstein uh, mm-hmm. in that. Um, I did uh, in college. I did. Uh, I was in uh, the importance of being earnest, and uh, we actually did a uh, an adaptation of. Um, oh gosh, now that's like I'm having a brain fart. And I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> um, uh, shoot. It was it, uh, it was a Nicolas Cage movie. Um, gosh, what was that? I can't believe I can't remember the name of it. Um, anyway, uh, we th- there was like a a, a uh, 
and we did like a, a you know a theatrical version of that uh, of that film and uh, but then I kind of got away from acting for a long time um, you know I, I think uh, I, like I kind of let my parents and some other people kind of get in my head and and sort of convince me that um, that you know, acting was such an unstable career. Like, you know, why, why would anybody ever want to do that? You know, it's not, um, you know, the, the money is not guaranteed. Uh, you know, it's just, you never know, you know, when those projects are going to, uh, to come your way. And, uh, and, and so I, I sort of bought into all that. And about halfway through my junior year in college, uh, I changed majors. I started out as a theater major, and uh, and then I switched to communications, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, thought process behind that was, um, you know, I kind of thought that, you know, if I wasn't going to be an actor, that, you know, I thought maybe I might like to be a broadcaster. I thought that might be a good fallback mm-hmm. uh, career. And then I didn't end up doing anything with that either. You know, I graduated college and I just started working all of these normal uh jobs and just kind of going from one thing to another and uh just not really being happy doing anything that i was doing you know uh just doing that that daily grind and um and so the turning point for me uh, came in 2015 Uh, i was actually working as a restaurant manager in training which now to think of that baffles me that I would have even tried that because I had never worked in the food service industry before up to that point. Uh, but you know, their, their training program was pretty intensive. It was like a a 90 day training program to become a manager. They basically teach you all the different aspects of running a restaurant and you have to, you basically have to work every position in the restaurant you know, you have to have experience serving and bartending, working in the kitchen, uh, working as a host. And so because they want you to have a, a grasp of just how all the different processes work. But it's a lot. And I came to figure that out really quick, just how stress inducing running a restaurant can be. But I did it because, you know, the you know the money was good. And I thought, you know, I'd be making a really good salary. And I was, so I was kind of chasing the money a little bit there, looking for a solid, you know, career. And, but it was, it was clear that I just, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't have a passion for it. And, uh, and the general manager knew that. And so it became clear that I just, you know, I, I was not, I was not cutting it. And, uh, you know, he, he had that conversation with me and, and I'll, I'll never forget that because he, he, he sat down with me and, uh, and he just he asked me, he said, you know, he said, it's clear that you really don't have a passion for this business. In order to succeed, you know, you have to be passionate about it. You know, and he said, you know, what, what are you passionate about? He said, if you could be doing anything in the world that you want for a living, get paid for it, what would that be? And for me, it was like a no-brainer. I didn't even have to think about mm-hmm. it. I was like, well, it would be an actor. You know, that's what yeah. I've always wanted to do since I was a child. And so from then on, that's what, you know, it got me, uh, kind of got me turned around. And that's when I decided to to pursue, you know, acting as, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a career. And uh, so I've, 
so I, I have that really I have that general manager to thank uh, yeah. for that I have something to relate to that um, okay so you know how I went to go to I was going to go to a film school uh, not too long ago mm-hmm. right and that's kind of fallen by the wayside uh, due to so many other circumstances we won't get into here but uh, just last night just last night similar conversation with a, with a, a, a guy at work um, he, he came up to me and he starts asking me a couple of questions and about you know trying to get to know me and of course me being me I'm always going to say well I really love film that's kind of like my calling I want to make films I want to tell stories and what because I feel like movies are kind of a a gateway to a person's soul you mm-hmm. you understand a person through what types of movies they enjoy and stuff like that it's uh it's a gateway to better understand who we are as people and they they talked to me and i i said i was going to go to film school and then they're like why didn't you why why didn't you why 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 stay why stay if you're passionate about that, go out and go ahead and do it. Funniest thing is, is that not too long ago, uh, I went to Comic Con, and another uh, another thing happened. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, I don't know if you know this this actor. Do you? Yeah, I know the name. Okay. Uh, Breaking Bad. He played the villain Gus Fring. Okay. Um, he's also in a couple of Spike Lee movies. Um. For some reason, the names escape me, but they as soon as as soon as we air off, I'll remember those names. Uh, but he even said that he said, uh, "Go out and do it." And this is exactly what this podcast is for: is for people like me and you, who are kind of in in that same mindset of not understanding. You know, if if they feel like they can't do this or anything like that. Yeah. It is tough. Yeah, you, uh, you, you don't want to, you, you know, you don't want to have that regret of, you know, of always wondering uh, what if. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was the fear for me is like, yeah. because I had never really given it an honest try, you know, and, and that, I didn't want to go through the rest of my life. Yeah. At least I didn't want to be, I didn't want to say that, you know, well, you know, i Maybe I could have. Maybe I could have made it. Maybe I could have done. It. And the thing is, if you try and you fail, it's okay. You did it. But at least you tried. You yeah. Know? I mean, uh, even if you anybody, and I truly believe this, if you end up in a hard spot in life, at any point in your life, you are going to jump back out from it. There's no. I don't think I'm going to get out of this. Mm. I don't think. I don't think it's going to happen. There, there is you are yeah um and I think I think we all have that in our heads is like I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen well I mean you know I, I kind of look at it as I've like I've already been able to to do a lot I mean you know I've been very fortunate very blessed in that in that respect and uh you know even though the majority of you know what you and I have done up to this point has been like independent. You know we've done independent films. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the few things that I've done on a larger scale, like a national scale. Uh, you know I, I've you know just it's mostly been like background work. Uh, but 
you know, from, from the moment I made that decision, uh, you know, back in 2015, uh, you know, I, the, one of the first things I did was I, I got hooked up with a, a you know, local uh, talent agency because, you know, growing up, I just always was kind of taught, like, that's just what you do. Like, if you want to become a professional actor, you know, like, you, you have to have representation. You have to have an agent. And, uh, and there was only one... Um, there was only one agency like that in Lexington, uh, which was Images Model and Talent Agency, and so I connected with them, and and uh, they were actually very helpful in um, you know getting me getting me started in the sense that uh, you know I, I I found out about uh, a lot of projects and things uh, that were that were being filmed and stuff you know through them. And, uh, and that's actually how I got my first professional uh, acting gig, uh, which was being an extra on episode of the TV show Nashville. Mm. Uh, it was an ABC uh, series and, uh, you know, really popular series. And so, you know, to me, that was like, you know, awesome. Like my, you know, not only my first professional acting gig, my first paid acting gig was to be on a, you know, national you know, network television show. Mm. And, uh, and what was even cooler was that even though I was background, I actually, uh, made it on camera, which, you know, I mean, for your first time out as an extra is pretty rare, you know, but it was like, I guess the right place at the right time, you know, and they, you know, told me where to stand. And, uh, I was actually in several shots, uh, in this one scene uh, but there was there was only one uh, where you could clearly see me. I mean, it, it was quick. It was very quick. Uh, but you know, if you were if you were looking, you know, you couldn't couldn't miss me. And they're like, you know, go you know stand over here. And I was supposed to be like kind of mingling in the background. And uh, and then uh, in that shot, uh, Connie Britton, uh, one of the you know actors from the show, you know, the shot was was she was going to you know walk into this bar. And, you know, she's kind of looking around and then she finds the person that, that she's looking for, you know, up on stage, you know, singing. And I'm like, you know, right in the background, kind of like right over her shoulder. And so I'm like, well, this this is really cool because I'm, you know, Connie Britton, I, I knew her from uh, Spin City. I don't know if you remember that sitcom yeah. with Michael J. Fox. You yeah. know? And so she, you know, I remembered her from that. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. You know, I, I'm getting to be, you know, in a scene with you know, with, uh, these, uh, you know, these big actors and, uh, and, and so that was, uh, you know, that was a, a really big, uh, you know, turning point for me too. It was like, you know, I'm already off to a good start. Uh, and then, uh, and then the very next thing I did was the deed. That was the very next project. Oh, that, really? I worked on. that was the next thing. Yeah. That was my second, uh, second gig as a, you know, as a, you know, professional, Actor, so yeah, uh, you know, and I think it's, you know, uh, funny that you know that you were part of that, you know, you, you were you were part of that, you know, kind of the beginning of that uh, yeah. that journey, you know, into my career, and um, and then you know, quite a few other things uh, along the way, which uh, I actually had to because I've done so much now, like, and my memory fails me sometimes, so I had to like kind of pull up. Uh, my uh, filmography or whatever just to go back and look at you know some of the things I worked on 
and I'm not going to get into everything on here because uh, it would just take way too much time. But you know, just hitting some of the highlights. Uh, you know, the the next year in 2016, uh, got a part in uh, the Wicked One, uh, mm-hmm. which was a horror movie uh, directed by Tory Jones, yeah. uh, who is um, you know is already you know been doing some really oh, cool yeah. cool stuff in yeah, the, in yeah. the horror genre. I, I've seen a few. Of, he he's been really booming. Yeah, and, and so I was certainly, uh, you know, thankful to him, you know, for putting me in that film, and you know, for giving me a uh, a pretty nice, uh, you know, little you know little role in that. Mm-hmm. Even though I died, <laughs> uh, you know, I like I, I think. I don't remember. Did you die on screen or off? No, screen? it was off screen. It was off. I was kind of disappointed with that, like I, it, because they changed it. Uh, I think originally I was supposed to have an on screen death, yeah. and I thought, oh, this is going to be great, you know, get to die in a in a horror film. But then they, for whatever reason, they decided to uh, change it. And I, hey, just, if you yeah. died off screen, you could be, you could have been in the sequel. Yeah, I mean, I could, yeah, could yeah. have, but uh, but yeah, it was still you know a, a lot of fun to work with, and, and a lot of. Uh, you know, had a terrific cast. A lot of great, great people. You know, worked on that film, uh, and uh, and then later, later that same year, uh, started working on uh, a short film uh, that I uh, starred in uh, called Jenkins' Choice, uh, which I know you remember that mm-hmm. we, uh, you know, we, I mean, we, it, it, we spent a, a lot of time, you know, just for. It was, I think, it was like a well, it was like a twenty-six minute film, which is pretty long, you know, for a short film. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed uh, working on that. Uh, you know, Chris Kelder, the director, I had worked with him uh, on another project of his where he was serving as a producer. Brandon Austin actually directed it, oh, really? uh, a little short film called An Unfinished Portrait. That's how Chris and I met. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to talking, and he said, you know, I have this script, you know, for this short film called Jenkins' Choice. It's about this, you know, um, this 18-year-old, uh, you know, guy that, that uh, you know, he he wants more than anything to become a country music singer. And, and I was like, oh, well, that, you know, that's like right up my alley because I love to sing and I love country music. And, uh, and so uh, that's kind of how all that came about. And. Uh, it was an interesting, interesting project. Uh, you know, I, I loved the fact that I got to act and sing, uh, which, you know, it's like two of my favorite things. Uh, but it was tough. It had its challenges uh, because, you know, Chris actually wrote the two songs uh, for the film. But, you know, he he's not a songwriter. You know, he didn't have... He didn't have music or anything uh, for these songs. He just basically had the lyrics, you know. And so he kind of handed it to me, and he's like, you know, just <laughs> do, Have at yeah, it. do what you can with it. You know, like however you think these songs are supposed to sound, you know, just see what you can come up with and then, you know, let me know. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't know how to do this. You know, I'm not a songwriter either. Uh, I, I, don't even, I really don't even, like, read music. You know, mm-hmm. I, I never have. I've never been great at reading music. And so, you know, that's just, that's not my gift. Uh, you know, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. So I just, I came up with something and showed him what I had. He liked it. Um, you know, ended up working with, 
a uh, you know guitar player and we sort of came up with like a you know a melody or whatever for the songs uh, and you know we we managed to make it work uh, you know it was a pretty good little film it was a, it was a faith based film you know inspirational film uh, which is a really that's kind of a tough genre anyway mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you know there were good things about it um, you know it. It actually did pretty well. I mean, you know, I we, we it, entered it in several, awards, several yeah. uh, film festivals, Christian film festivals, and mm-hmm. and it did. It, it won some awards. Uh, hey. The film itself won some awards. I've won a couple of awards for, uh, you know, for like, you know, best actor or best musical performance. Might, might, I, might I, even get it again with the Dirty Deed. That right, yeah. yeah. If that one makes it into, uh, you know, we're not going to put bad energy out there. But, you no. know, I mean, we, it's, it's been submitted. Yeah, uh, it, it's kind of it's, it's been Sundance submitted and, and then forgotten. That's kind of like what I did. I just forgot yeah. about it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, so you know, it and like I said, Jenkins' choice. Uh, a lot of people liked it. Uh, I, you know, I'm really, I guess, you know, that comes with, you know, being hard on yourself. But you know, I kind of look at it now, and I like there's things about it like, I like it's. I'm not really necessarily proud of of my performance or anything. Uh, in there, uh, especially the songs and stuff. Like now, I look at it and I'm like, "Oh, that could be, that could have been better," you know. Uh, yeah. So it, it's it's uh, pretty much every film that we've done. It's like we could have done something better with that. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, yeah, but but we and we pr- I mean we promoted the the heck out of it. Uh, you know, Chris and I even went on. We went on all of the uh, local uh, morning shows on like all of the major news stations. Uh, you know, we did. Uh, you know the local like ABC and NBC and CBS affiliates and Fox and yeah uh, and you know because uh, initially he he thought about making a feature length version of it which so far you know hasn't come to pass mm. but uh, but it was still a fun project you know to work on and Chris is a really great guy you know yeah. one of the nicest people you'll oh yeah yeah he's he's very nice I've, uh, I've met him a few times yeah. after that too but yeah. Uh, but yeah I mean it's like I said, it's all part of the journey, and you're going to have things in there that, like, you know, because um, I think other people, I think other people, you know, see you and uh, and things that you're doing differently than you see it yourself. And, yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, and then um, you know, and then I ended up doing um, another horror film uh, in uh, 2017, uh, Scream for Summer. I hear that they're remaking uh, it. Cheyenne Gordon uh, yeah. directed that, and and that was a lot of fun. And this time, I got to you got to actually put I got a, to put on yeah. a mask. I got to play the killer. I got to play the serial killer. That must have been fun. Uh, it was well, what, what uh, um, Alicia, or, or stunt? Yeah, I was really the stunt the stunt double yeah. for the killer. Alicia Clark uh, actually played uh, the. Uh, the the killer you know who turned out to be the killer in that and uh and she's great terrific you know uh terrific actor and but uh you know Cheyenne decided that you know he he didn't want he didn't want her to uh you know do all of these scenes that you know had a lot of action and, yeah. and things and potentially get, get hurt or anything yeah. like that so it's like we're gonna we're just gonna let 
It's kind um, of frowned upon to be hurting your uh, actors, which I have been known to do, as it was with you yeah. a few times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of actors want to do their own stunts because they yeah. want to, you know, they want everybody to know that that it's them. That's that's. I, I'm, I'm actually kind of. I kind of take after Sam Raimi. I kind of been harsh on you when, when we're actually doing stuff. Well, the thing, this was the funny thing, is that uh, because I've never, you know, played a role like this before, I, mean, yeah. I, I grew up, you know, loving, you know, the slasher films and everything, Friday the 13th and Halloween and all that. So I knew the genre very well, and I felt like I knew how to play, you know, a, a killer. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that I would, you know, play a role like that. But it was funny because... Uh, uh, Cheyenne had he, he had to he had to kind of make me step things up a little bit. He had to keep telling me like when I had to do these scenes where you know I had to kind of be violent or, or whatever. He's like, you know, he's like, man, he's like, you gotta, you know, you gotta give it, you gotta give it a little bit more, you know, like I'm supposed to be like, you know, like you know, pulling, you know, pulling somebody's hair or, or like you know, uh, you know, pushing them down the stairs or you know stuff like that. And I was kind of. You know, holding back a little bit because, like, obviously, I didn't want to hurt the other actors. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's like, it's all right, man. He's like, you know, he's like, they're, they're, he said, they'll be okay. You know, he's like, you, you know, just, he said, just, you got to make it, you know, got to get aggressive. You got to make it look more aggressive. You got to make it look really violent or whatever. And that was just something that, you know, because that's, because that's not at all me. So I was not really comfortable doing that. But I eventually kind of got into it and, and, you know, was able to, you know, to, deliver that performance or whatever and it was and it was you know a lot of fun you know i I really enjoyed working on that and just seeing the you know the finished prod you know project later that same year uh i got to work on uh a film called a short film called lonely a la mode which uh there was a special significance to that film Mm, because mm. that is actually uh where i met uh, your life cynthia yes uh she was uh, she was a uh, fashion model uh, at the time, and uh, she uh, she learned about that project through her friend Samantha Moore, who was the costume designer uh, on that film, and she had worked with her on some uh, fashion shows and things like that. So, uh, you know, you know, they needed uh, they basically needed to you know fill up this scene uh, with. Um, you know, with with a you know a group of attractive women, and and mm-hmm. so she had reached out to you know Cynthia and uh, asked her if she would come and do it basically as a favor, you know, to her, and and so Cynthia ended up being uh, kind of one of the featured uh, extras. She was in you know quite a few scenes. She was on camera a lot, even yeah. though she didn't have any lines. And I was one of the uh, you know the lead characters. And, yeah, you were uh, uh, what, the, the, the. I was a pastor, lawyer. Was a lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. Yeah. yeah, I was playing this backwoods southern lawyer, and I and like yeah. this millionaire playboy type, you know, sort of a Hugh Hefner type or whatever, had just died, and all of these women were gathered there basically for the reading of his will. Mm-hmm. He had, uh, you know, he had, he was going to leave each of them like fifty thousand dollars, but there was a stipulation in order for them to earn that money. They had all of these things that they were going to have to carry out. They basically had to, you know, prove that they were like, you know, mourning his death and grieving for him and everything. And uh, he had this crazy thing where uh, he wanted them to carry his casket uh, down the middle of, of Main Street, basically parade him, you know, down the street and make this big show of everything. 
And so Cynthia played one of the uh, pallbearers, you know, so she got to be, uh, you know, got to be one of the ladies that had to mm. carry his casket. <laughs> uh, funny thing was they filmed that uh, in the middle of the uh, thriller parade in downtown Lexington. Oh, really? They got to, they allowed them to, the parade allowed them to be a part of that. And so they got to oh, march wow. through downtown Lexington <laughs> carrying oh, a casket wow. that on is, their shoulders. That but, is uh, something. But yeah, that that was a that was a really fun uh, film to work on too, and and uh, and obviously it you know obviously it changed changed my life in uh, in other ways uh, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. married, and and you even have you married into a family too. You got uh, I did yeah. because uh, yeah. Cynthia has uh, you know, and I, I got to say, I got to say. Um, I remember beforehand you you never thought you would actually have like this uh, sort of responsibility of being like a yeah I didn't think I really didn't think I was uh, ever going to get to be a dad uh, because you know I had been married a couple of times before and, and didn't have any kids of my own uh, but you know Cynthia had two daughters and um, and uh, even though they were grown they were you know they were already grown you know when we met um, you know I've gotten really close to both of them. And uh, and now they you know they both call me dad you know and that's really a wonderful uh, feeling and you know something I certainly didn't think I would ever get to uh, experience and uh, you know uh, just for them to look at me as as you know a father figure I mean there's no better no better compliment you know than that yeah. and and uh, so I'm just really grateful for for that and you know and if I hadn't if I hadn't made that decision you know to get back into acting to pursue acting you wouldn't never would have never would have happened so um you know uh uh, you know the lord works in mysterious ways as they say and i I think that's really uh you know proof of that um you know and then of course you and i worked on a few few more projects oh yes uh, yeah uh a solo drift a solo drift yeah uh, which was the last um that was the last one that even i've done Right, yeah, that was the last one that, that we worked on together. That was which, back in 2018. It, uh, 2018, I believe it was. It was 2018 or 2019? It was 2018, yeah, 2018. it was 2018. Um, and and that, I think, just showed the progress that we had made mm-hmm. because if you think about it, I mean, every project that we've worked on together, uh, ha- each one has gotten better. Yeah. Visually. Story wise, you know, it's it's like we're 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 going up. I mean, that's yeah. the way you want to do. You know, I think I've perfected the one shot thing where it's like two people conversing. I perfected that pretty well. It's the whole uh, different sets that I still need to get used to. But I'd say that a solo drift was it, it was, was it was dark. Oh yeah, it was it very was a dark. very dark <laughs> film. I mean, the subject matter was you know. Uh, um, dealing with the afterlife and and things yeah. like that, and basically being being kind of tortured, tormented, mm-hmm. you know, for things you had done, you know, to people in the past, and uh, it's a very heavy, very heavy stuff. But oh yeah, but yeah, and um, I mean, and it's an interesting thing where I go back and forth. Like it's a palate cleanser. Okay, I don't know if you've noticed this, but we go f- when you're working with me, it goes from a comedy to a dark. Thing, then yeah. it goes back to the comedy. We, yeah, it's kind of go back and forth. Yeah, it's kind of a palate cleanser. I mean, I, the way I am, I, I mean, you need some sort of uplifting after you had like a depressing moment. I'd feel like 
So uh, even, I mean, you know I'm going through that right now. I need that uplift uh, personally. But um, it's an interesting thing where, okay, so we did the deed. um, Then we did, there was something else. What was it? Let's see. What we did, you know, we we basically did the deed three times. Yeah. Uh, We did... um, we did a solo drift, and well, we had um, we started working on incentive to kill, uh, mm-hmm. which was your that which was been, based on the deed. It was yeah. a, basically a feature length version of the deed, and we yeah. started working on that, and just get kind of just fell apart because there was no no budget. No, no way. Um, um, I might be I might be in over my head here, thinking that there's one in the middle there somewhere, but. I might be That's, thinking of I might be thinking of the one I did before you called Desolation, mm. uh, which was not very good because that, as most people might not realize, the first film that your favorite filmmaker has made, you go back and see like their very first thing. It's not very good. It's not very good at all. Yeah, I, I mean um, everybody. I think you know you you know everybody has to start out mm-hmm. small and and. Um, you know, because cause you're, you're learning. It's a constant yeah. learning process. And, and I, I'd say if anyone were to go back to that one, they'd see the learning process starting. Um, so I might be thinking on that. Um, and uh, I was trying to think. There's like so many, uh, there, you know, there's so many other projects and things that I that I could talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and certainly probably get into some more of that, you know, on a, on a future episode. I mean, we've um, even got a few that we are trying to work on ourselves. Yeah. Um, you know... Uh, like, I think we have, like, three... F- uh, we have three shorts that we want to work on. We have, like, three features. I think there's one... We want to do one that's closer to home for us, too. Yeah. Um, Something that we can both really, you know, relate to. And, yeah. Um, you know, um, I did... Uh, I did a film in uh, when was it? Um, Twenty nineteen uh, is when I met. Um, actually, no, I think we met before that. But um, Matthew Kistenmacher, who I've mentioned to you many times, really talented uh, filmmaker. His um, his expertise has primarily been like with lighting. He's a great gaffer. He has a just great sense of, of lighting, but but he has so much knowledge about just all different aspects of filmmaking. And uh, worked with him uh, on a short film called Sulky, uh, which actually was a BCTC uh, student I, project. It was part uh, of their, it was part of their uh, uh, summer mm, uh, mm. boot camp, like yeah. film boot camp thing. Yeah, and um, so yeah. he he was he served more as like a supervising producer, but but he was basically kind of guiding everybody along through that process, and and you know showing the students you know where to place the camera, where to place the lights, you know how to frame everything up, and and uh, so you know he really kind of orchestrated that whole thing, and uh, visually, I think it's uh, one of the best, if not the best. Uh, film that I've worked on so far, as just far as aesthetics have, and visually, the way the way everything. I've seen came together, bits and pieces of it, and uh, I, I have to say that that does look really, yeah. 
really good. And, uh, and no, I've actually seen the film, but I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah. So. It was good. I was, I was very proud of that. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, I'll get the chance to uh, work with him again. I know uh, he, we had talked about doing a... Uh, he has this uh, short film. Originally it was written as a, as a feature, but he shortened it uh, to make it a little bit more manageable. Uh, but it's called Wendell Watkins is Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, uh, uh, if if we end up making that happen, uh, I would be playing uh, basically a, a washed-up jockey uh, who's pretty much living off of booze and painkillers. <laughs> and he's kind of like, he's kind of like mourning his, uh, you know, he used to be like a champion jockey. And um, and so now he's kind of mourning the, the good old days and, uh, you know, kind of the way things used to be. And it's a really good script. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's got a little mix of, of you know, humor and, uh, you know, it's it's a little maybe a little bit on the dark side. But uh, but we had been talking about that, and I, I think that uh, he's planning on maybe uh, shooting that uh, in the spring. Uh, so hopefully I'll get a chance to work on that. I think that's going to be a really great project. But... Um, but you know the most recent thing uh, I guess that I worked on uh, was uh, a little short film uh, called Anna the K uh, which was a uh, Christmas uh, themed uh, film where I actually played an elf uh, an elf from Texas uh, mm. if you can believe that <laughs> it was pretty it was, you know it was it was a really funny little little script and um, uh, written by uh, Don Lampton and uh, you know, pretty funny, uh, you know, concept, and you know, and uh, and it actually it uh, it it was uh, accepted into the Louisville International Film Festival oh, nice. this year. Uh, I hadn't really heard any anything on that. I don't I don't think we won anything, uh, but just to be you know just to be accepted in that you know yeah. was uh, you know certainly you know honor enough. And that's the that's the second film now that I've been in that. You know, uh, made it into uh, the Louisville International Film Festival last year. It was Lonely Alamode, uh, and and we and that one actually won for best short film, uh, which was really cool. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I've been you know beyond blessed to be yeah. involved with the with the types of projects that I have, and just that that they've been. Um, it you know, it, some it, it have seems been pretty successful. It, it seems so funny that. I'd feel like you need to knock me over the head for not actually putting any of my films into a festival sooner. Oh, I think... Uh, like, know. even the first deed, uh, the first one, like, even... I, I was even told that that could have been good enough to be put oh, in Oh, sure. Because, because it was different. You know, it was so yeah. different than anything else I'm, that anybody I, had done. And I think I think the interesting thing is, is that I, I'd say that you, even Adam, had knocked me over the head a few times afterwards for not actually utilizing the camera myself. Uh, I feel like um, you might... Like, you haven't actually said it, but I felt like... I felt that energy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like... Have, is that what you're thinking to yourself? It's like, why aren't you holding the camera yourself? Because I really liked what you did there with the camera in the. Yeah, I mean, I think it's that thing of sometimes you, because uh, obviously you have to put your, your mm-hmm. trust in your camera operator and everything. But you know, sometimes to carry out your vision, it's one of those things where sometimes mm-hmm. you're just uh, you're just better off 
you yeah. know, doing it yourself, you know, so that you make sure you get exactly, you know, what you I want. mean, all, all respect to the, the more recent The Deed, because I do love the dialogue and everything, but I think uh, once I started editing it myself, you got to see the little... I mean, I, I'm actually a lot more happy with the newer edit. I, I think you are, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, it probably would have been... Would you say I probably should have held on to that camera there on that one? Or... I mean, truth be told, though, I'm not saying that the camera angles aren't bad or anything like that. Just uh, I wish that we gotten a little bit more creative with it. Yeah. But again, it comes back to, you know, you can always go back and look at things and say, well, I could have done that better. Yeah. But I think you just have to, now you just have to look at it as that's just part of, it's that's just part, part of, of my journey. We've learned yeah. a lot since then. And, you know, I think whatever our next project ends up being, you know, it's going to be even better than, than the last yeah. real thing that we worked on. So, yeah. uh, but, uh, not I, uh, I think we're just about out of time here. Uh, oh yeah, we are. We it, are. We it, sure it are. goes. Time goes by really fast. I mean, again, we we could we could talk, you know, for hours uh, about all of this stuff. But uh, I don't know if we would. <laughs> I was already, we would keep everybody's attention for that long. Shoot, I don't uh, know. I, I was already paranoid got, earlier about. We yeah. we have no shortage of subject matter to talk about on no. this podcast. I don't think we're ever going to run out of things to uh, discuss. There's so much, uh, so much. But uh, yeah. but before we go. Uh, just want to remind everybody uh, you can follow us on social media uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and TikTok. Uh, so be sure to uh, look us up on there, uh, Kimmel and Cox. And uh, it would really, uh, you'd really be uh, doing us a great service uh, if you would follow us on there. Uh, and be sure to subscribe uh, where applicable. Uh, and uh, certainly the likes are important too, uh, but uh, but the likes are not everything. What we really need is is uh, is those subscribers, uh, and uh, and of course uh, you know share those links with your friends. You know tell everybody about the podcast. Uh, you know hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. Uh, it's it can only get better from here, folks. Uh, again, we're just we're just kind of starting out here, so we're we're still getting our feet wet a little bit and kind of figuring things out. Uh, but if you stick with us, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be great. And I think, uh, I think you're really going to enjoy some of the things that are coming, uh, down the road. Uh, also, uh, want to direct you to our Patreon page. Uh, you guys can actually play a big part in helping us with this podcast. Uh, if you go to Patreon, uh, Every dollar that you donate uh, will go towards things like production costs and just helping to make this the best possible podcast that it can be. Uh, maybe plus, we'll, yeah. And maybe we won't have technical issues like right. we have. Uh, we've, kind of, we've had some, uh, had some tef- uh, technical difficulties uh, with uh, this one today, and uh, hopefully that will all uh, uh, work out Um in the end, uh, we kind of had some audio problems, uh, but but it's okay. We're going to get that worked out. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, just just contributing, you know, you can you can help us out, and uh, and we may actually be able to to offer you some really cool stuff in the future. 
you know, maybe some merchandise, you know, T-shirts and yeah. and uh, hats and keychains and coffee mugs and I don't know whatever else you could. We'll we'll come up with something, but uh, but you know, certainly uh, every little bit uh, that you can give helps us out a lot because you know we can't we can't do this uh, without you. You know, we're we're just you know a couple of ordinary guys. You know, we have we have day jobs outside of this and. And so we're just kind of doing this uh, in our free time because we enjoy it and, uh, and whenever our schedules can come together. Uh, but definitely check out that Patreon page and, and, and take a look at some of the benefits that we have on there uh, because, you know, if you're, oh, yeah, I mean, we're not just gonna, you know, it's, we're not just gonna give you, you know, not give you anything. I mean, oh, you know, no, if, you're, you know, if you're gonna, if you're going to uh, contribute, then, you know, we're gonna give you something uh, for your money. So. Go and oh, check yeah, that out, and uh, there's some great benefits to check. Yeah, check oh, it out. Yeah. We've got some really cool stuff on there, so you know, be sure to take a look at that, and uh, and and come back next week. Uh, next week, we will be talking about a Christmas story, Christmas, uh, which, if you don't know, is the long-awaited sequel to what many have regarded as a Christmas classic, uh, a Christmas story. Uh, the 1983 film uh, that has become uh, quotable, like it's they they play it 24/7 at Christmas time, uh, and so uh, they have finally made a sequel to this movie. You can stream it exclusively on HBO Max, and so we're going to be uh, digging into that uh, a little bit uh, next week. So uh, again. Uh, Go to our socials, uh, leave your comments, questions on there. Uh, you know, if, if you haven't seen A Christmas Story Christmas yet, go and watch it. Uh, because uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm just going to tell you, uh, this is not going to be a spoiler-free podcast. So uh, if you haven't seen uh, the movie, definitely go check it out uh, because, uh, you know, we're going to be really digging into all the details and and uh, so if you haven't seen it, we don't want to don't want to spoil that for you. Uh, but but yeah, uh, that's uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for today and uh, be here next week. And until then, uh, be good to yourselves and we'll see you next time. Dipstick.